Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Late Hot 97. My name's Peter Rosenberg. Uh, young Wi-Fi's funeral is in the building. What's up, man? Florida's in the building. We're in, we're in Florida, exactly. Palm Beach. Palm, Palm Beach County. Palm Beach County, Florida's here. Um, got a chance to check you out at Rolling Loud. And um, my brother, I guess, had told me maybe that, like, how dope you were. And I met you. Huh. You seemed like a, a good kid. Then I went and checked the music. And one of the things that I, I think I was taken aback by by your music was that you rap <laughs> like yeah. you know that there's a it's that there's a there's seems to be a slew of new artists many of which from Florida right now who are very into rapping like you guys are gaining a following and you have like your own like young thing going yeah but instead of it being based fully around swag like y'all all have swag but it's based in in rapping yeah um for the most part I would say that a lot of like other artists are still like on that, but like for me, for the most part, like I didn't. I just I have a goal in rapping, you know what I mean? Which is to just to like, I aim to be the best, cause like I'm not just doing this for no reason. It's a competition at the end of the day, and um, you know when you when you want to be the best, or if you're trying at least, you know what I mean? Like just by like really like working, working your tail off, like. You can't just talk about swag, you know what I mean? You got to talk about different subject matters and this and this and this and this and that. Like, Wayne didn't become the best just because of, like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to talk about this. And I'm the best rapper ever. Like, nah, like, you got to actually, like, earn stripes, put in work, and um, and do what you need to do. And I feel like that essential in, like, rap is missing right now. I feel like people are just, like, worried about, like, what's making me money and what are these kids going to eat up as opposed to, like, I don't care about that. I just want, like, to make really good music, and I want to be the best at what I'm doing. Like, I really want to perfect my craft. I just had a conversation with someone about that, about the um, the difficulty of when people's number one priority is um, it being money. Oh, yeah, it was Moneybag Yo who's here. When you make it all about money um, directly, ye you, what are you selling someone like it's like for example if you don't care a lot about your art you're no different than the dude in times square who just wants you to pay ten dollars because they're telling you to buy it yeah like oh well i need to eat it's like what well yeah so most definitely so it's my job to buy your cd just like that doesn't make sense you're selling a product so um how old are you 20 i just turned 20 in march and how long have you been at this uh the rapping thing i've been releasing music on the internet since i was like 11 years old on myspace since 11 years old yeah what would the it was always rap yeah it was always just rapping like i grew up on nothing but like um just classic hip-hop you know 90s boom bap my uh my dad gave me a, a big timberland box of every album from 91 to 2001 and it was like if you're gonna learn how to rap i was probably like 10 or 9 at the time and he was like if you're gonna learn how to rap because before when i was seven i was already writing like 16s i learned to write my first 16 at seven and um, when I was nine, he gave me the the whole shoebox, and he was like, "If you're gonna learn how to rap, like you gotta like listen to these people." He's like, "Even if you don't like the music, even if like you know it's not like hip to what you're listening to right now, like you know they're gonna teach you things. You know what I mean? You're gonna actually learn how to rap if you listen to this." So the first album I ever listened to was "Ready to Die," and I had it in a tape cassette, and that changed my whole life. What 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 struck you about it? Like, what do you, when you think back on it as a kid, are you able to remember like any of the feelings you had about it? Just like the imagery in his in like Biggie's bars, and like 
you could just hear like the the like the suicidal thoughts he was going through. You could hear like all of the like the pain and the emotion that he was going through. And you don't hear that from a lot of artists now at all. You know, it doesn't have to be like the exact bars or this or this or that. But you don't hear that at all from artists. Like you hear just a, a repetition or like replicas of each other. So for the most part, that's what really struck me. Just like the pain, the emotion, um, the things that the certain like bars and punchlines he would use to describe certain things or to describe what's going on in his life or describe like even what he was doing just like a week ago. Just like everything was just perfect about that album. That album probably inspired half of the things that I do right now. Really? Yeah. And um, what was your like, what kind of neighborhood in, in Palm Beach County are you, are you from? I'm from Lake Park. I was um, jumping from here to there, from Lake Park to 45th, then from 45th up north to, like, Port St. Lucie because, like, my mom at the time had broke up with my stepdad, and we was just, like, struggling like crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm from. And, uh, and so 20 years old, been making music for a very long time. Did you have any success as a kid, like when you were making music at 11, uh, 12, 13, was it just something for you and your friends? It wasn't even for me and my friends because I had no friends growing up. It was just me, just like myself. Like I just knew, I saw the Mo Money, Mo Problems music video when I was like eight. And I was already like a year before that when I was seven, I was already writing raps. And I originally started writing raps just to get close to my dad because my dad, my biological father is actually like an MC. and used to be like a battle rapper in the Bronx. Really? Yeah, like way back in the days. And um, it started off as, like, me trying to get close to him by, like, making music. And then it didn't work out like that. So then I kind of, like, just developed this passion for it just by myself. And then I saw the More Money, More Problems music video by uh, Mason Puffy. And I was like, all right, that's what I want to do in my life. Like, this is, like, what all rappers are doing. And they're having this much fun doing this. I, I want to do it, too. So you say, but the for the original purpose that you had of it, of getting close with your... Dad, it did not succeed in that regard? Nah, not at all. Why? Uh, or, or, what, or what ended up happening? Because you said he gave you the box of CDs. Nah, that was my stepdad that stepdad actually... Stepdad did Yeah, that. my stepdad so did Your that. stepdad loves hip-hop, too. Yeah. And he's really the one who puts you on to stuff. Yeah, most But definitely. then, of course, you naturally want to connect with your biological father. Yeah. But your stepfather, who's not your biological father, so you're seeking out something else, he's actually caring and showing yeah. you these Yeah, 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 most definitely. Yeah, he was like... He just noticed that music was something that I love, and he just never made music, but he loves music just as much as I do. So did so did it ever result? Did you ever end up getting tight with your dad? Uh, my biological father. We're cool for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, there's no bad blood between us at all or anything like but that. But he didn't take on like the dad role that you might have been looking for. Nah, just like a lot of bullshit between like him. And just got it. Just didn't work out. Yeah. Um. So, Wi-Fi's funeral. Why Wi-Fi's funeral? Well, it was originally like a duo with me and uh, my DJ, well, my original DJ, DJ Skeen. And um, it was basically like how we became friends. The Wi-Fi part is just because I just wanted it to be global. Like, I want people everywhere to be able to feel like they can listen to my music. Um, and then the funeral part was because uh, that's how me and DJ Skeen became friends. Because uh, the day that we became friends, his best friend had committed suicide. So, Wi-Fi's funeral. So, and and then you just, and, and so you just ended up keeping that name even though, so it was originally going to be a group name. Yeah, it was originally a group. It was, it was a group for the longest. I was just a rapper. It's interesting. Um, 
Now, in terms of, uh, are there other artists? I know you're cool with Fat Nick, mm -hmm. uh, Puya. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, like who? Who are the people? Who are the acts that like you, the other artists in sort of the movement that you are associated with and that you like? Um, Fat Nick, Puya, definitely. Uh, Smoke Perp, Lil Pump. Um, for the most part, that's that's pretty much it. You know, Ski, and that's it. And, and what, so what's happening in the water, though, in Florida? Like, this is sort of interesting. Like, I don't know if I remember a time where there's been sort of this sort of thing. Like, Miami's had moments, of course, many times. Yeah, and definitely. Miami's a big city. So yeah. there, you know, whether it's Trick Daddy or Ross or whoever, there's different people who come out of Miami. But this feels like more of an actual, like, independent underground movement mm -hmm. building from Florida. Why? Why now? You think what? What? What's happening down there? I think just due to the simple fact, uh, you know, like back in like 2011, like 2012, like there was just this whole like movement in Florida because uh, of Perp being in ASAP Mob, and then like, but you know, when Perp was in ASAP Mob, he always had Raider Clan, so like Raider Clan itself, then like Raider Clan wasn't even like full of members that were from Miami. There was probably only like four, I think. But the simple fact, like, Space Ghost Perp as an artist was so dominant in Florida. And, like, everybody was riding for him before, like, you know, whatever situations happened. And that's really, like, the core to everything. Because, like, had it not been for Space Ghost Perp, there would be no South Florida movement in any form of way. It just so happened that the little niggas that was under him, you know what I mean, or the people that were, you know associated with people like Denzel Curry before Denzel Curry was Denzel Curry. Like, they became, like, the forefronters. Like, you know, Denzel, Puya, and um, and X, and, like, all these other people, and da-da-da-da, including myself. Like, we just saw what they were trying to do at the time, and we were like, all right, well, you know, a good majority of underground music, like, being completely honest, a good majority of underground mu music artists are from Florida. So why not just, like, push it to the next level. And people weren't even thinking like that. Like, oh, like, this is an underground movement. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It was really just trying to show the world, like, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, Florida got something next. And, and we actually doing something. And it's crazy because I don't even feel like I'm a part of the Florida movement. I feel like I'm like Waldo. Why, why do you feel that way? Because, like, I, I, if you listen to me compared to other, like, underground artists from Miami or Florida, period, like, I'm completely different. My message is completely different. What 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 is the message for those of you for those people on the Hot ninety seven channel? Mm -hmm. And I'm listening on Real Light right now, hearing you for the first time. What what kind of differenti differentiates you message wise? Just my whole message is to be yourself. Because you know when you look at the industry nowadays, you see nothing but characters and like memes and this and this and this and that. There's a certain like formula or a certain way that you need to do something to get to a level that all these artists are at you know what i mean i don't want to like name drop but like all these artists are at. i want to break that barrier i want to bring it like right back to the music i want people to focus on making good music and being known for just making good music you know what i mean like there's only like a handful of artists that you could count on your hands that you just know them for their music nothing but that no shenanigans no none of that just because of the simple fact they make good music so that's my message is just to like just to be yourself be the person that who you are and just make really good music because I feel like that's what's missing in like who, who, who are some of the ones that, that are out there doing well that you think are like that? I mean, like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, uh, G-Eazy, like 
couple of other people that can't come to my head, but those are like the first three that I know first. But that's got to be a promising feeling when you're about <coughs> music that you see people doing so well mm -hmm. that there are people in the forefront because there have been many times where the people in the forefront would not have been people like, who are so substantive. Mm -hmm. You know, and I do think there's a... It, it does seem like there's a bit of a change over the last six months. Kendrick's album, this particular album, seems to have shifted the people's expectations now and like a door is open now for people who really rap yeah. which i don't think was necessarily open even just a year or two ago no it definitely wasn't at all like people that were trying to like actually like rap were getting looked at like what are you doing and because because even then because even if back then a year or two ago you said well look at kendrick lamar they'd be like yeah kendrick lamar is really great but like his music's not on the radio, but then with this album, yeah. now it's now his music. How many records everywhere. does he have on the radio? Like three or Bruh, four? Kendrick has. Let me pull it up. I think he. I think here we've had five wow. off this album. Um, let's see. I got. I got. I got. I got loyalty. Got loyalty. That obvious. That's on the radio a lot. Yeah. This is. This has been on a good amount. It's not like regular rotation. Here we go. I don't give a. F yeah, that's I don't give a yeah. Yeah. Even play this one. I don't give a f I don't give a f I'm willing to die for it. I didn't cry for This one. Damn. Um, this one. Damn. Damn, I would think they would put y'all on the radio, honestly. They don't play y'all. Uh, I don't Occasionally. No, no. Yeah. A mixed like, show. It gets mixed show. I was about well. to say, cause that sounds like some real like hot 97 exclusive. Like I got so many theories and suspicions. That's like my favorite song off the whole album. This, this one might be the best one as time goes on. Yeah. And then of course. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny is like, remember this song? Nothing, nothing ended up happening with it. It was just like a little leak. No, I don't think I ever heard this. This was like two weeks before the album came out. Oh, I remember this now. Don't tell a lie on me. I yeah, won't I tell the truth about you. Anyway, so I just think the fact that that exists, and then Cole too. I mean, Cole's entire album, you know, <coughs> is is hard. Like he didn't yeah. he didn't do anything radio related. I'm personally like not even like the biggest fan of J Cole like at all. But like, I respect everything that he does because it's like I don't see any other artists dominating the way that he is. It's funny that I I've, I I have been in the past up until this album mm -hmm. very similar like a big Cole respecter without it being like m music that I yeah jam to yeah most definitely like the last J Cole project that like I could say like yo I loved it from like start to finish was like Friday Night Lights right which was a minute ago yeah um, and I understand what you mean it's interesting but he he connects with his audience in a way that is super deep yeah. and meaningful like if you yeah. watch his shows um but yeah i, I think this is a really uh a, an interesting time and it's an, it's just to me interesting when i found out that there was this florida thing and then also i guess the beginning of the first record that i heard was like the x record and look at me is a really cool record yeah, but yeah. it's not necessarily completely emblematic of all the music coming out yeah of most so definitely. that's a dope most it's definitely. emblematic of it sound-wise, like the super lo-fi, you know, nasty bass. Like, in, in that sense, it's representative of some of it. But besides that, it's just like one piece of it. So when I think when you hear more, and we'll play some of your music for the people, I think that people will really be into it. And 
Um, I, I had the same experience with Ski Mask, the Slump Gods. Like, you see the names, right? Yeah. And, we, and because we're older now, you see names. You're like, look at these names, these kids. What are they doing? That's so crazy because that's, like, the biggest problem I have with so many people. I was, like, I, I look at it and I'm like... Look at all the names that people had in the 90s. I know. It's you know the stupidest I mean? thing ever for us to judge. Yeah. As if Old Dirty Bastard was a name at the time that that adults were like, oh, yeah, of course, Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> like that. And, and it's so funny, though. You naturally get older, and the next generation's thing, you just naturally, like, what is this? It's, it's the most basic, short-sighted human thing that we do. <coughs> and then you listen to the artist, and I'm like, oh, these cats are all rapping out here. Yeah. And it's really refreshing to hear people rapping. Speaking of which, how about you want are you interested in rapping? Yeah. I mean, why not? Hold on. It's real late. Hot 97. <laughs> oh, hello, Chris. The narrow beat. I dialed this up for you special. Hey, hey. Wi-Fi's funeral, hot 97. Let's go. You turn up in my headphones a little bit louder. All right. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, okay, I walk this side of the track, 30 racks up in my lap, like, bitch, I got it out the mud, if you ain't first, then bitch, you last, hit my wall up on the line, let me slow that down, let me move too fast, okay, like, how I'm taking L's if I forever bounce back, Hey, how you broken hating, that don't add up, do the math, I got commas sitting on commas, I'm so humble, I should guess, okay, like, money flow, Hey, come and go, smoking on gas, this shit, that takes a go, Hey, better let them know, okay, like, man, I hop the bot, the box, like, little nigga, how you gon' get got two twin blocks right up on my drop i might just beat down on the block okay like skirt off right in two rapes hey i'm bruce wayne she need water bobby boucher hey i'm doing things okay i hopped about the box like little nigga how you got get got right up on my drop i might just ladies and gentlemen wi-fi uh, funerals his name yeah that was some some whatever shit um yo man I, there's, there's something about your style I really enjoy, man, and your attitude, etc. Um, let's see. Hold on. Let's see if I have something here that would just. I'm just curious to what you'd re how to react if you heard it. Hold on. <laughs> pull a Drake. <laughs> Take out the phone. Pull out the right. But people over. People over killed the taking the phone out. I mean, I, I wasn't that. I wasn't as mad at the phone as other people were at the time, but I feel like people shouldn't even be mad at the phone. I mean, it's, people have—it's like people have notepads, people have phones. Um, when you hear this record, what do you think about? I just think about a classic, and I think about like how many times I've listened to this record like back and forth, <laughs> just to actually learn how to like rap. Because when I did the whole uh, Joe Budden probably thinks I can't rap. Yes. That was the record that I was like basing it off. Because you know how he's like talking to himself through the phone. Yeah. A lot of people thinking I was trying to like copy Eminem. I got like the cadence from M, but I was actually trying to mimic this song. The fact that he plays the two different characters. So much so that like when he would perform it live, Biggie would play, I mean, Puff would play one character when they would perform, and yeah. Biggie would play the other character, which I think is. Just an un it's just underrated in general. Um, it's mad underrated. And did you were you into the second album or like just not the same way you were into the first album? Life after death. I like part two more than part one. Oh, disc two. Yeah. I don't. I don't really like as a whole. I just felt like he was in a completely like different space. 
Well, yeah, as he naturally was, because he'd already yeah. seen tons of success. And that's the thing about it. Like, that's crazy, because that doesn't even happen in hip-hop. Like, you can't just drop a good album and then just be like, all right, I'm about to just, like, disappear for, like, two years and then come, like, right back. Yeah, well, that's the part. That, that is one of the things that makes it super-duper complicated. You can't do that, and you also change inherently. I mean, yeah. like, when you when you make your first album and pe some people know who you are, and then you make a few million dollars and you come back for a second album, you're inherently a different person. We've seen that, like, you know, many times. Um, well, listen, so what's, what's the name of your album, which is out right now? Boy or Crowd Wolf. It's a mixtape, though. It's not an album. It's not an album, but it is for sale. Uh, yeah, sadly. <laughs> you didn't want it for sale? Personally, not, not really. So it's a label thing. You would have rather probably just let it be. Yeah. But the nice part about that is you can find it on iTunes. Now you can. Okay. I leaked it. So, like, at first you can only get it on SoundCloud. But So it was SoundCloud and now also iTunes. Yeah, now it just came out on the 18th. Spotify, yeah, all that Spotify, all that stuff. everything, honestly. Apple Music, all that, all that good stuff. All right, so you could check that out. Now, before <coughs> before I let you go, um, you're a pretty big wrestling fan. I'm a huge wrestling fan. So um, you're wearing, of course, the the Austin and Tyson shirt, which is, is dope. Um, who are some of your favorite favorite wrestlers? My top five favorite wrestlers. Oh, here we go. Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles, um... I respect AJ being there. Um, Samoa Joe. Just because AJ and Samoa, like, I grew up watching them. Um, Did you watch TNA some because you, because of Florida? Like, was that, that factor in at all or no? No, not even. It was just because of the simple fact. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Because at the time, it was only available on, like, the Fox Sun thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, at that time, only, like, Florida had it. Because they would just play, like, just Florida things. And then... uh. Who's gonna be my fourth one? Oh, you had four. I have four. Flair, HBK, oh, yeah. AJ, Samoa. Samoa Joe. And then my fifth is I'ma have to go with Eddie Guerrero. Oh, you can't be mad at that. Yeah. I was gonna throw Chris Benoit on there somewhere, but like it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's 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 a loaded, it's a loaded thing to say. But like if you if I had to choose just one though, Owen Hart all day. I'm a I'm a big big Owen fan too. So did you? So but you're young. So do you you watch a lot on the network? Even before the network, you I watched was on YouTube. You just all be on, YouTube, on the DVDs. The whole WWE 24/7 thing before they made the network. Like I was on it. I was on everything. So you're you're sort of about wrestling the way you are about hip hop. Like you really enjoy studying the classic stuff. Yeah, because uh, my grandfather on my stepdad's side was a tag team champion in Puerto Rico. Whoa, really? Yeah. What for Carlos Colon's promotion? I think so. Some, something like that. It was, like, in, like, the late 70s. Like, I think, like, late 60s, early 70s. Wow, so it's in your blood, too. Yeah. Do you ever go to shows? I've been to four shows. What shows? Do you remember what they were? Any pay-per-views or anything? I think I went to WrestleMania 2000 with my grandfather, but I was so young that I don't even remember it. Okay. Um, Because my, my grandfather, he's, like, a, a security guard at the W. He's been doing that for, like, 28 years now. So he sees, like, all these famous people come and go. So I think he got, like, free tickets to WrestleMania 2000, and he took me. Uh, I went to this one Raw event. It was after, it was, like, the day after Jeff Hardy bought, not bought, uh, he won the WWE Championship off Triple H at Unforgiven. I remember it well. And yeah. then that Monday when Triple H retained the title back, when he beat him on Monday Night Raw, I went to that one. Um, I can't remember the last two. I was so young when I went to all of them. But or do you watch currently? 
for the most part, yeah. I only like keep up with wrestlers I really want to keep up with. I'm really like, if anything, I'm just trying to get into like NXT the most because that's just the most interesting to me because that's like the only NXT reminds me of like a better TNA with wrestling. Well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 a lot of talent that may not be quite ready for the roster, but it's awesome. Yeah. Do you like Nakamura? I love Nakamura. I I hope. I really wanted to go yesterday because I wanted to see if he won the championship. I haven't checked like any of the results yet at all. Oh, you don't know anything? Yeah. I can tell you stuff. First. Um, yo, someone needs to try to find a way to flip this. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is sound crazy. Yo, Chris, you gotta flip this. People, it, it, and it's so over right now, too. Like, yeah, this is wild. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 awesome, dude. Um, well, listen, you love you love boom bap hip hop and wrestling, so you have a fan in me, my friend. <laughs> um, Boy who cried wolf is out right now. I'm excited to sit with it. I'm gonna play some joints for the people, and uh, whenever you're around, man, feel free to come through, holler, oh, spit no, bars, whatever you want. Man, thank you for having me. Anything else you want to tell the people if, that they need to know about Wi-Fi's funeral? Um, you know, we're going on tour around October, Boy okay. Cry Wolf tour. Um, Do you know who's going with you? All my label. I have a label that I run myself called Rich Life Records. Okay, so who's on that with you? Uh, Chris De Niro, Young Bands, Danny Towers, and uh, 458 Keys. They're all coming with me on tour, and we're actually dropping a Rich Life project soon. Uh, Chris is dropping a project soon. Danny's dropping a project soon as well. So is Keys, and then us as a whole. We're dropping um, a Rich Life tape soon. Um, I'm gonna probably drop another project like soon as well. Honestly, like I thought I was gonna like really work on the debut album, but I'm not even feeling it. So I'm just gonna. You're just, not ready for it yet. Not even that I'm not ready for it. I'm just not. I'm not waking up every day saying like, Bro, I gotta make my debut album. I'm waking up every day saying like, I want. Right. I want to make music. Yeah, like I want to make music. All right, let's kind of make a mixtape. That's interesting. The, the, that that's an interesting delineation to make. That you want to make music, but you don't feel like it's your your debut album. Because like a, people don't understand like how big a debut album is. Like if I drop a debut album, that's like everybody's gonna judge me off that album. But I think that is also you being a product of someone who studied old school hip hop. Yeah. Because I think there are a lot of kids right now who'd be like, "What do you? I don't know. <laughs> I put out projects. Like I don't even think about." It. Whereas you're absolutely right. Critical people like. As much as they may love um, Section 80, for example, they judge Kendrick ultimately off Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. It was like, well, here is the real thing yeah. that is like in my lexicon. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Like, when the day does come or when the time does come for me to actually like make a debut album, I want it to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll have no problem people judging me off of one project if I gave that project my all. And it helped me evolve as an artist to get to the positions in life that I want to be in, in general. But until then, like, I'm going to just drop hella mixtapes, hella EPs, and just drop hella content in general. All right, well, go find him right now on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, all that. His name's Wi-Fi's Funeral, Boy Who Cried Wolf, and look for him uh, on a tour near you. Thanks for coming through, bro. Anytime, thank you, man. You know what it is.